Alright, and I'll bring you in. How y'all doing? How y'all doing on this Thursday? Let's get this going. Let's get this going. So what's up, my gente? This is my gente can write podcast. And I go by Brown. How are you guys? Como están todos? Alright. We're going to bring in L.A. Gonzalez right now. Here we go. Hope y'all having a good day. Tomorrow Friday, let's get this going. Tomorrow's Friday. Okay. Hey, how's it going, man? How's it going? How you doing? Just chilling. All right. Yeah. What's chilling, having some coffee. How you doing? Uh, good, good, good. You know, good. Thursday, tomorrow's Friday. I was saying, you yeah. know, what I mean? so it's uh, it's good, it's good. All right. Cool. So let's get this. Uh, let's get the going. Let's get this going. So uh, uh, talk to us about you know people that may not know who you are. Give us a you know. A rundown of a brief summary of uh, just your background and uh, where you come from and um, you know childhood all right cool cool all right well my name's Lisa Gonzalez LA Gonzalez of course that's probably why I sport a lot of LA gear well I'm a Dodger fan too but it's for Lisa Anita um, a lot of people are probably coming from my page I think I'm gonna spin I'm not spinning today I'm just talking about my writing so um as a I, i'm known as a spinner and stuff like that you know i collect records and stuff yeah. like that but on the writing side um i go by murder ghost um i've been writing for a long time for a while you know um in childhood my childhood you know i i was i was i lived in a lot of different places you know so i was born in la in montebello beverly hospital moved to san jose when i was a little kid Went to school over there. Oh, no shit? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm now like 40 minutes away. I'm in Salinas. Mm -hmm. I, I lived in San Jose. We lived there in the early 80s. So I went to elementary out there up to fourth grade. And then we moved back down to LA. And then I, I jumped from Whittier to San Gabriel Valley, Whittier, San Gabriel Valley. And then I finally joined the military and left. And then I came back. And when I came back, mm -hmm. I relocated to Riverside. So a lot of people that know me from spinning always thought I was from Riverside because I was living there. But it was just because when I came back from the military, I went to go live with my dad that had a house over there. So, um, okay. but um, after I got out of the military in 2010, I'm probably jumping ahead when I should start at the beginning with the writing, right? Um, I started writing when I was young, like, like a little kid, you know, um, I was the only child for a while. So I used to do a lot of, I do a lot of reading. So I started first with reading, like as a child. And as I began reading, you know, Mother Goose and all the other little bullshit that we read when we're little, I started kind of developing my own characters and my own type of style in my head. And I will make my own stories up with my little dolls and my characters. And I started doing this at a young age when we lived in San Jose. So that's like starting, you know, before, you know, like really getting into junior high and high school, where you actually write you know do the stuff in junior high i really didn't have a feel for it you know um probably because i was having a lot of family issues at the time so i didn't really kind of i didn't do too good in junior high at all which is surprising that i probably messed up most in junior high so i really wasn't into writing or english and i wouldn't get really too much good grades but when i got into high school and i went to like four different high schools you know i started mm -hmm. off at um i was supposed to go to pioneer and whittier but my mom moved so I ended up having to, I started at Prospect High. I don't know if you ever heard of it, it's called Prospect High. I don't know if it's, I don't know what part of San Jose it's in, but it's up there, you know? And then from there, I went to West Covina High. It wasn't until okay. I, when I got to West Covina High, I was um, 
probably by, I was already a freshman, the middle of the freshman year. And that's when I started writing. I had a teacher, um, actually in 10th grade, named Miss Eberly. And she, I remember all the fucking motherfuckers, man, would be like, you know how kids are like jackasses, you know, throw stuff behind her back and just do dumb shit, you know? And me, I always want, yeah, me, I always wanted to like learn like what, what the fuck she's telling me because I like stories from when I was little. You know, I've always liked stories. I like reading. I like making up my own stories when I was a little girl. So when I got into high school, you know, I kind of just fell in love with this teacher and how she would, she wouldn't like let the kids phase her. She wouldn't even, re she wouldn't even send them to the fucking hospital. I mean, not the hospital. What's that fucking shit called? The office, the school office, the principal. Office, that yeah. One, yeah. She wouldn't even fucking yeah. send them there. She would just like keep writing. They would be checking stuff at her things, spit wads and everything. And I'll be like, damn. You motherfuckers, like, cut that shit out, you know? Because I was, like, a nerd, but also a, a little fucking, like, I don't, I'll fight with you, too. So I was, like, one of those type of people. So I remember, like... I can relate. I can relate. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> you know, you want to learn and shit, but you got knuckleheads that just want to fuck off. And you're like, dude, get the fuck out of here, man. Let the whole lady speak, have some respect, you know? So I always yeah. admired that about her, like, especially, you know, you know, teaching all these Chicanos. And, you know, and then uh, when I was going to um, West Covina High, it was... Chicanos, then you had, you know, some black people and you had white people too, you know? But um, that's when I really started like liking writing and literature, you know, a, a lot and actually doing it myself, you know, when we're studying stuff and I like analyzing. I love to analyze text. That's one of my favorite things to do. You know, I think it, you know, when I'm reading a piece of literature, I like to analyze, you know, I just read something and then write about it. So it's like Okay. inspiration for me to read people's stuff because it prompts me to write about their stuff but then also it, it requires me to dig into my mind you know what i mean and mm. analyze whatever they're you know spilling out you know what i mean see you know sometimes yeah. you agree sometimes you disagree sometimes it's the middle ground sometimes you just don't give a fuck it just sounds fascinating you know so yeah wait this is i shouldn't be cussing right oh that's good, okay, good. okay i just want to make sure cause I don't mm -hmm. wanna... no no yeah no um so now you had the, you know, the taste of both worlds, which is like up north and down south. And it's like, it's like, really, it's two different worlds. I mean, I lived in uh, in Oakland for a while, in Berkeley, you know, uh, and then I, I live in like down south, in San Diego, L.A. too. And, you know, so I, I experienced both. And now, and I was, you know, born and raised in Salinas. So I'm like, you know, I had a taste of all fucking the coast and shit, you know what yeah. I mean? So um, I can... That's why I'm in, in me. I have so much of, of a love for my raza. It's in general, no matter what, no matter north, south, you know, central coast. It, you know, to me, it's like more of a, it, it, it gave me more of that love yeah. for my people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why I write. When I write, I write with that passion mm -hmm. of, you know, where where we come from as a root and where are we going and, you know, how are we doing this? And always with the message. So I always, always plan to have a message yeah. in there to, change something within us as people you know what i mean so that's that that's my thing yeah you know but like you when you write where do you write from like me i well i write from my experience um i write from like uh, yeah i write like to vent you know especially like with my mother and stuff like that you know my, my mother was a schizophrenic so she was always mm -hmm. putting us through a lot of different bs inside the house you know, and I'm not even talking about mm -hmm. this bullshit you got to deal with when you're outside the house in the street, but inside the home, you know, it was a whole other mm -hmm. world as well. So in order to like escape from that, I would play with my dolls, me and my sister would play with our dolls and stuff like that. And we created this world and within this world, we would write, 
we would write stuff. Like I remember we would just write and we would have books, characters. That's how I started like developing characters when I was a young child. And I kind of used that inspiration of when I was a young child, when I used to play the dolls and stuff like that. And I put that, I incorporated into my writing, you know? And then of course, you know, I get inspiration from other authors, from a lot of my, my professors, you know, that, you know, I, um, I got my English degree in Austin P State University. It's in uh, Tennessee. So I was able to, when I was out mm. there, I was introduced to a whole other lifestyle as well, you know, and the mm. way they, the way they perceive us over there is really awkward. You know, it's, they don't, they don't know, they don't really know our world. You know what I mean? They don't know. So when I shared a lot of my stories, they were very fascinated, very fascinated. You know, I have a, a an essay that we did because I like, I like to write essays and stuff like that. I can write in different forms. I like MLA, I like APA, you know, all doing a different mm. types of writing. You know, that's what I studied in school and that's what I got some degrees in, right? So I always like to write in different ways. But up there, they just have like a different style and they're so, they don't know what's going on. They think everything's like Hollywood out here, Hollywood, rapper mm. snoop dog this that and, and a lot of times they they don't see our our culture you know what i mean like it's not up front with them like the whole low thing like when i was mm -hmm. when i wrote this I'll, I'll send the essay to you it's an essay that i wrote about right. low riders and stuff like that my my professor she loved it you know they never a lot of people they even said they went home to youtube to look up all this stuff I was telling them, you know, I referenced all kinds of stuff. I got everything books, and it's like opened up a whole new world. One of the kids that he was one of the publishers for the, you know, they have like a, um, a newspaper or like the little book that they do, like a journal and everything where they'll put writers stuff in there, you know, he had told me to submit my, he's all submitted, you know, to thing. And I'm like, man, I, I, I declined, dude. I, I just didn't want to have it over that. I don't know why. And, now I'm like thinking maybe I should have because I could have just stapled something over there with that. It was just, it would be in their halls forever, you know, in their records. And then people from that side of, you yeah. know, always will read that story and be like, whoa, I didn't know that about LA. I didn't know that, that there was this Chicano type of, you know, uh, lifestyle over there going on and it's been going on, you know, for a while and whatnot. And it's fascinating. And, you know, for all you know, you can be the one to inspire, just like the Japanese got inspired to be having their culture, the Ch Chicano culture out there in Japan. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? They got it from, you know, from seeing it out here. And um, yeah. you can maybe be the one to be bridging that gap with the, uh, with the, you know, uh, the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know? cool. Yeah, so, you know, um, yeah. and then also, I mean, when I was in the military, I, I worked on two, like, uh, we got this, like, little pamphlet they would give us, like, a book and shit. And in my first deployment, I just wrote all kinds of poems. And I told myself, you know what? I want to publish this shit as my experience as a Chicana in, you know, the white man's military. You know what I mean? And it, there was a lot of stuff that went on, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff, you know. But, I, you know, a lot of stuff I, I don't want to, like, really bring out right now, you know, what it, you know, what the things and how people were treated, especially our, you know, our people, you know, and. Um, where I was stationed, um, there wasn't a lot. I was the only Chicana in, in my battalion from California, you know, the only the only one, you know. Uh, there was a few people from Texas, like I met, like there was another Gonzalez actually, and he was from Texas. But and then I, the only other person that I met from Cali that that was there, he was a a, a white boy, but he was uh, um, raised up north. So he he he, but he he was raised with the with the homies, the homeboys up there. Okay. He, he would talk like a, a, a home, like a homeboy. You know what I mean? 
So he, he was familiar with the whole Northwest route, stuff like that. So I remember meeting him when I was stationed in, in um, Kentucky. So we would like, we would chop it up and everything like that before I, before we got deployed, I remember I would chop it up with them and stuff like that. I would never hang out with him or party with them, but we would just sometimes chop it up a little bit and then I would take off, you know, cause I just didn't want to associate with anyone at all, you know? But um, it was different, you know, it was a different experience. And I think it's, a, and it's, it's an experience that a lot of people, a lot of Chicanas don't get to really talk about. You don't hear too much about mm. Chicanas sharing their experience. Not even really Chicanos. I mean, I think you have a few things out there because I know there's a few books of poetry that I want to get yeah. that are based out in like, I think the Vietnam vets, Chicano vets were writing stuff and they compiled it in a book. I forget the name of the book, but it's on my, I'm gonna, I gotta go get that shit right now. But, um, you know it's not there's nothing modern there's nothing now you know and if there is it's like a different point of view you know what i mean it's like a especially especially since for my age group you know i'm i'm not ashamed to say how old i am i'm 43 years old i was i graduated in 1995 from pomona high so like in our age group a lot of the chicanas in my age group they're not there's not a lot of them that are writers there's not a lot of them that are expressing their self in writing form nowadays you know what i mean and back then they didn't because they never had a chance to because they were always dealing with bullshit you know maybe in and out mm -hmm. of juvie dealing with family problems dealing with you know immigration dealing with whatever they had to deal with back then you know or getting busted and in trouble and you know like that they they don't have really their story documented there's not too many of them you know and all the right mm -hmm. most people that are writing right now it's usually more you, you know it's more catered kind of to the younger group because you got all this new thing now where mm -hmm we want to go to school, you know, going to college is like, yeah. you're, you're going to do it, we're going to do it, you know, in the 90s, it wasn't like that. Not everyone was going to college back as much. You know? Now it's more, I see more you know, people going, yeah. to, you know, so um, I think, you know, just having a, a like, I would like to write, you know, for my generation of, of the, the people yeah. that grew up in the 80s and 90s kind of era, you know, like what was going on in our generation you know and not just like the gang aspect or you know things that that stuff like that but also other struggles in the household you know those different things mm -hmm. you know like mental illness you know mm -hmm. i, I want to write about that because that exists in our in our culture as well you know you have you know mental illness is a real thing even things that are yeah like even just things that you that you didn't necessarily experience but you've seen it yes. you heard it you heard talk mm -hmm. about like like the whole thing with like the um you know just the you know sexuality you know all mm -hmm. that you know what i mean just within the culture yeah like i heard it you know what i mean as a chicano growing up with you know other uh amongst other that think a certain ways like you know have that machismo and uh have all these different ways of of, of expressing and, and living that within the culture we don't really talk about it like you know what what is really going down what is really going down with this mm -hmm. You know, because if you talk about it amongst homies, they'll be like, nah, fool, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, nah, shut up. Like, I don't want to yeah. hear that shit. But when you put it in the, in, the, in the context where it's a book and people not just around your area reads it, around the fucking world reads it, you get you get a bigger understanding of it. You know what I mean? A, a more 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 broad understanding of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but I like, I like writing from, you know, that real life perspective and then i also just like digging in my imagination and just writing so you know off the wall bullshit you know what i mean like fantasy horror whatever that comes to my mind that i want to write about you know so you know i do a lot of role playing like um i act out my like 
scripts, act out my characters and stuff like that. Like I, what helps me with writing, like when I want to develop a character, I don't know if I'm jumping around or whatnot, but like getting back to writing. Like, oh, it's all good, it's all good, yeah. When we get, I really just want to talk about, you know, basically how you, how you yeah. view the whole writing experience. Yeah, so what I do, like me, okay, like when I, okay, I had a character named Calvin that I, that I wrote about in college, okay? Black kid, Calvin, you know what I mean? So when I wanted to tap into Calvin, I had his age, you know, at that time he was 16. And, and that time, I think he was, he, he, he was like a, born in 1999. And he was, it was a little bit more, like I made it weird where his age, where his age was for that time, for that time. So what I had to do is I looked up hip hop stuff. I looked up stuff that a guy his age, black kid would be doing. I would follow up, mm. go on. I would I would look up sites. I would see how the kids are talking. I would see the lingo. I would read books. I'm already a hip hop head, so I already know a lot of that part. But see, I'm more of an older hip hop head. Mm -hmm. So when I was writing about this character, I had to tap into what the young younger generation was doing. Mm -hmm. But it opened my head to more to more hip hop. Like that's how I ended up discovering J Cole. Uh, way back then, um, mm -hmm. TDE when they first fucking dropped when they would sell their CDs on the thing. And I would go on those, because this yeah. is whatever, especially when the New West came out, you know, and all that shit. Keeping up type of uh, the regular black gang, West Coast hip hop, because that's how I wanted to develop Calvin. You know what I mean? So I would like really just listen to music from that, you know, that uh, fucking time period, you know? And that really incites me like to mm -hmm. really dig into the character. Like when I write for someone in the eighties, like if I'm gonna write about a character, right? Say her name's Sarah, and she's from the fucking eighties, right? She's, it's and it's 1982 when this particular incident came out. That's gonna kind of develop the story of the book, right? So I'm gonna look at everything from that year, and just master that fucking year, like the the music, mm -hmm. how, how they were dressing, how they would be talking, what kind of friends they would have, all the stereotype of friends. You you got different people in the eighties. You know, you got the punk rockers, you got the new wave, you got the cholo punk rocker, you got the a uh, guy with the wild hair and you know you got all these different type of people that you that this character would actually run across during that time being so that whole week when i'm developing this character that's all everything i'm doing is fucking from 82 83 on down because i'm not going to go into anything later because i got to see what's digging in her so if i'm dealing with her i could listen to something from the 70s i'll put like a, oh can i listen i remember i'll tell myself wait I listen to Barbara Mason, you know, can I put this in? I'm like, oh yeah, because we're in, nine, and I'm supposed to be in, in 82, 83. This Barbara Mason record came out in fucking 68. All right, cool, we're good, boom. So I would keep everything from that year my, that my character was in action on down to kind of develop the ideal. So that's how I develop my characters when I want to go into them, you know, and just kind of, yeah, you just, and look up shit. You got to look up shit. You see, people don't like to look up shit, They, you know? It's okay to get inspired, you know, as long as you're not completely copycatting, rip, ripping off, you know, people, but to be inspired, yeah. you know, and to, you know, really um, look into things, you know, uh, read stuff, read interviews, read like the most different type of thing. Like me, I learn a lot through interviews. Like I love reading about artists. I'm a big hip hop head, big soul head. Mm -hmm. So I like reading about artists. So when I read about their life and their interviews, that really it, it incites me because these people that they're interviewing are very in uh, they're not just like they're like talented they're very talented people so when these interviewers are getting into their head they're inciting these artists to say really brilliant things while they're getting interviewed right and then that kicks back to you like okay this motherfucker said that he said this he said that oh, okay and then it kind of gives you a nice insight to whatever 
thing that you're into there's like if they're a, a actor or a fucking you know a producer mm -hmm. beat maker you know whatever they do okay that's his inspiration oh, okay this motherfucker he likes frankenstein mm -hmm. oh he's into shakespeare okay that 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 <laughs> fucking that that's the reason why his fucking new shit like this okay like him right here like him you know if they interviewed uh, him you know already the rugged man we're gonna know that he, he likes horror you know he likes horror and then that's the reason why he based his shit on some horror because he's into that uh, and you would know that if you interview and you get into their mind like you get into the artistic their artistic mind you know it inspires you know and it just gives you an insight to who they are you know so i think uh i think a lot yeah, of artists that's a different twist um yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like I wanted just to uh, mention this that this is the mindset of a writer. When when a lot of people get writer's block for that precise reason because they don't know how to how to put their mindset mm -hmm. into what they're going to talk about, mm -hmm. and that's a very good way. What you mentioned that put your mind into that era. You're talking about 2013, 2014, 2015. That those you know few years. What was going on like it's you know it's 2020 like so many things have changed so many what was the moment you know police brutality has been going on all all, all our lives you know what i mean so it's like what story was big in those years you know what i mean yeah what was people talking about mm -hmm. you know what i mean when we talk about the 90s and the 80s or whatever then there's you know there's other types of uh stories in the news mm -hmm. and shit. you know what i mean so oh, yeah, like, exactly. that's a dope way to look at it yeah that's a dope way to look at it get your mind in there don't watch nothing but 80s things or whatever time era, you know what I mean? And just focus on the music that was at that time, you know what I mean? That's dope. Yeah. Not only does it get you more more interested in the in the time frame, but it opens your mind to like remember things of like, oh that's right. That happened in those years. I can include that in the story. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. But, so that that's that's what I do. I wanted, you know, but going into character like that deep. But see the thing to like for me when I used to do that, you gotta remember. I was living alone. So it wasn't awkward for me to do that. I didn't mm -hmm. have anyone kind of cop blocking to be like, hey, mom, hey, what's up? Like, hey, motherfucker, what the hell? You're not supposed to be here. I'm in fucking <laughs> 2005, motherfucker. You're not even supposed to be in this <laughs> mindset. Right here, you know what I mean? So, you know, it, for me, I had the advantage of being, you know, always, I was single back then, you know, like that, I didn't have kids or nothing like that. So I've always was able to go into full character mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people don't really have sometimes that advantage, but if they could get away for a few hours, you know, maybe they could do that. You know, hopefully their their significant other don't think they're a fucking nut job. You know what I mean? But, mm. but yeah. <laughs> now, when we talk about uh, when we talk about like you know being productive and um, being um, just uh, disciplined enough to be able to sit down and write, what is your take on that? You know what I I don't. Well, see, I haven't I haven't really written for fun in a while. So every time when I did a lot of my writings, it was always for school and whatnot. And then I would, you know, write, you know, on the side, whatever. Because usually I just like, like if I, I never like really have the right to, um, what's it called? Like, I don't know, like say if I had to finish a story for something and I had a deadline. Not, I never had that type of situation. The only type of situation I ever had was like, college and then having to turn in essays and i'm really good i'm really good at being punctual because i'm real like i worry about what people think about me i'm really kind of self-conscious about things that i do so i don't really get writer's block as much my thing nowadays like especially when i was in like college but nowadays like i've been i've been wanting to write more but see i haven't been able to because i don't have a fucking computer or anything like that 
but my thing is not really like writer's block but like finding the time to want to sit down and actually write you know what i mean because sometimes i'll be like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna write some poetry you know right now you know or you know fuck with my poetry book do some editing or changing my lyrics around or sometimes i have pieces in my phone that i want to add to a, a poem that i'm working on in my little book and shit mm-hmm. like that and i'll tell myself i'm gonna do that you know fucking i end up getting distracted by instagram i see someone playing fucking assassin's creed i'm like man i fucking want that <laughs> game man i fucking jump on the ps4 and it's a done deal you know and i'm like oh fuck i was supposed to work on my yeah. poetry you know so my issue <laughs> is having things get in the way of cock blocking me getting sitting down once i'm sitting down and i'm gonna write i'm pretty much good i'm like boom boom, boom i could do it you know because like i said i have that college mind frame where i always had to like kind of turn in things for a grade you know but i mean yeah. i think like like people writing like say for like a novel like when you're on your own pace like you're your own um editor or whatever like that and you're, but you still have like a deadline and shit like that I don't know how, and I and then I think like when you're more forced to finish, it's like I need to finish this chapter. Like you have a quote on how many chapters you want to do in a given time, you know. So I never been under that type of pressure before because I never wrote anything really that large to have to like and to turn into anyone, you know. I just dealt with small mm-hmm. stuff. So I really don't know. Like I think I would just practice my same techniques if I got writer's block, you know. But by then, I think I would. I think my first thing is just hooking the story and what you know but uh, i don't I, you know it gets tricky you know it just depends on me but me i'm like a spur of the moment writer you know what i mean so and it's okay. uh, and i still want to learn how to damn freestyle you know i wanted to be a rapper at one time dude like because i love fucking writing dude okay. and i would do uh yeah. the freestyles on brownpride.com you know like when you the key styles you just boom, oh okay yeah, yeah hey you, you just brought up something so dope Brownpride.com, yeah. that was the shit. Yeah. That was like our party line right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> Brownpride.com. I have all you know? my poetry stuff on there, and I, I've been wanting to take some of it oh, down shit. little by little because someone someone, someone got one of my poems and put it up on another website, dude, under their name and shit. So I was at that website maybe about a year ago going into my old files and deleting and deleting my old poetry, but I was speaking to another member, mm-hmm. and they told me that they have a hard – archive i guess so even if you delete it there's a way people could still oh, see from that time frame what was fucking mm-hmm. posted or some shit you know yeah. like if, if they only if they go through the ar- archive that way you know what i mean not not if they go through the website and they're just browsing through the website they have to actually take those steps to find the archive and see you know what i mean that's what i was told so yeah. i'm like fuck dude but I, I don't want my shit on there because i don't want anyone taking it but I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I don't run into any of my stuff out there again. I just did that one time. So, you know, but I've written so much. Uh, and also, I want to take a lot of it off because back then, um, I was writing kind of like, I didn't know my difference in grammar. You know what I mean? Oh, I was, okay. Yeah, I have a lot of typos, man. I look at like a lot of my mistakes, you know, when I was first writing, how it was very, you know, amateur, you know, because I'm very, I don't, I get turned off when I read people's own published stuff and I read it and they don't take the time to edit and there's all kinds of like mm. things that, you know what I mean? It's like, you shouldn't be saying two for two for two, you know, you got to know the right ones and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like just getting. Hey, as for, as for a poetry writer like yourself, mm-hmm. how, how do you see a book being formatted? You know how some people are get creative and write it in a certain way where it's like kind of to the side or, 
just in the middle or you know it's like a different way than yeah. just regular format mm -hmm. what do you think about that and would you or have you you know done that I've, with your work i've done something like that actually in college and i forget there's a name for it there's not actually a fucking name for it i did one it? with an um i think it was with an hourglass i shaped it like an hourglass and oh, okay. put the letters okay. down and then it ends up being like an hourglass or some shit like that uh, and i also did another one i think it was about the bird like she was showing us how to do it like how to you know shape the things but um i like it i mean it's cool you know i don't mind when artists i mean when uh, writers do that you know i've had i've had some awkward writers that would write like their poem they'll have like the poem on one side of the book like that and then they'll finish the last two sentences on the next side of the book oh, okay. you know, like, yeah, yeah. and you'll be like what too. and then it'll trail down then you'll see it before you're gonna turn like oh fuck that links to that no, no. you know and i guess it's just maybe a way for them to mind fuck you i don't know but i mean it's cool <laughs> shit, you know what I, mean? I mean poetry is supposed to be yeah poetry supposed to be out there you yeah, know what i mean exactly. so it's like yeah so yeah. it's cool you know i like yeah. i like different i'm very um um, I, I like a lot of different stuff. Like me, like like when I said I'm a hip hop head, I like different types of shit. You know, like I mess with mm. all the sub genres of it. And I love Chicano rap from gangster rap. I like a little bit of trap. I'll listen to East Coast, West Coast, Mid South. You know, so even with my my yeah. writing and my like reading, I like to read different type of stuff. I like horror books. I like mm. you know drama. You know what? I honestly I don't really like romance too much, but if it's like mm. a twisted wicked romance kind of deal you know where most people get slaughtered and shit then yeah you know if the writing's good and the imagery and everything's you know tight and dope you know then fuck yeah i'll fuck with it but i'm not like i'm not gonna run to danielle still is that her name right i don't even know i always see her shit out the goodwill big old staff oh danielle yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. shit you know? some, yeah but, um, I'm some western a, romantic shit yeah all that romantic <laughs> soft fucking porn i don't know what the hell it is but i don't fuck with that you know but um <laughs> You know, I like different stuff, you know, and I like reading like interviews. I like reading about music. I love reading about music. You know, I'm always reading about different artists and stuff like that. So, you know, I like just yeah. different styles of writing. No doubt. See, yeah. so when the same thing, yeah. see, that's, you know, really me, I, I got more, I got uh, inspired to write stories because I'm a hip hop artist, you know, to begin with. So I'm like that in itself, you're telling stories and music yeah. already, you know what I mean? You just have to format it in a way that is like you don't have to rhyme it you know what i mean yeah. but you're basically telling the story yeah it's actually more easier to tell a story than to tell a story within music as in with music you're kind of limited because you have to rhyme it you know what i mean yeah. so in a way you're limited you know what i mean yeah so it like you know so that's that's kind of the same path you know what i mean where and a lot of artists this are in the same shoes where they get into other avenues within the entertainment mm -hmm. field because of the storytelling within hip hop, oh, yeah, which is a it's, a, it's a, it's a nice thing, you know, it's yeah. a nice thing for people to get inspired that way and continue <laughs> with the creativity, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I love that shit. Like, I love, like, I don't know if you, you fuck with Spice One, like when he did that 187 proof with all the fucking different oh, yeah. and shit. Like, I love stuff like that's yeah. creative, you know, that like sparks me. Like a lot of my early poetry when I was in high school was based off rap songs. I would just like remix mm. the fucking song. You know, I was a big Grave Digger fan, you know, the Grave Diggers and shit like that, mm. RZA and all them. So I remember mm -hmm. I would fucking like remix, like whatever they were saying, I would say it, but I would find new words to rhyme with that word and take that word out and then boom, make my own twist, uh, change their name, you know, to my name and shit like that. And I would write that and I would just listen to yeah. it and then I would look at their lyrics and you know, in the, in the fucking CD shit and I'll look at my shit and I'll be like, yeah, I could change that to that. You know, I could put, you know, instead of, you know, 
the n-word i would always take the n-word out never say the n-word you know i don't roll like that and shit like that no offense to people who do but i, I you know i would take that yeah. out you know and put a substitute word in you know Vatos or whatever word that I, you know, that was rhyming with my little skin yeah, yeah, that yeah. I already had going. More our people, more our culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's, now how do you feel talking about our culture? Like, how do you feel about um about certain ways of writing for our like when you write? Do you write specifically for our people, or do you write in general just so anyone can see it? Because like I feel like when you're writing, you have to have in your mind who might read it or who might be more interested to read this work for me it just depends on my mood it depends on my mood if i'm feeling mm -hmm. real prideful and i want to address our people and shit like that and to rise up or whatever type of you know type of poetry i'm writing i just i write i write for fucking us now if i feel like i need to address the people that have done us wrong or i felt did my people wrong then i write boom 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 that's just addressed to them you know what i mean so it just depends on my writing, you know, how I'm feeling that way. You know, I, I sometimes I can write in third person. I like to write in third person too, you know, like where it's not me, you know what I mean? So then I don't get the backlash of looking like the negative one. It's my character. So it's like, I go into the whole third person point of view and then do it in that way. You know, like he blah, 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 did this, 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 that, instead of me, mm -hmm. blah, 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 you know, I just change it into that. So, you know, it just depends too, but, um, that's why I like reading different people's work, you know, because some people, you know, they do it this way. Some people do it that way. And I just think having that overall mixture is just going to make us look like, like uh, United writers as a, as a whole, you know, like, mm -hmm. Hey, this one, they got a motherfucker mm -hmm. that could write like this. You got this one that addresses this way. You got this one that does that, 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 and you got all these little, you know, just like with, you know, black writers or Asian writers or, you know, they're different, you know, they all have their little different style of writers within their people. You know what I mean? So it's good to be, you know, not just one dimensional, just doing different ways, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you, you could get that with one writer, then that's cool. If you have to go through four or five different writers to get that fulfillment, you know, and you want to read something like that, then do that too, or do it all, you know? So it just depends, you know, how I'm feeling. Let me ask you this. Yeah, let me ask you this. Um, You know how there's urban literature for mm -hmm. black people yes. that to write about their, you know mm -hmm. I mean, things that happen in the hood and whatever. Yes. What do you call Chicano, like, writing? Is that Chicano literature? or what? Would, it's not Chicano literature because that's more de uh, derived from the people, like, you know, that wrote more, like, you know, I guess you could say more like, uh, you know, college material type things, more like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's I not really for the people yeah. on the streets. It's more for, like, you know educated people exactly. as you may call them whatever you know what i mean yeah I, I know what you're i know what you're talking about i don't know if you ever read chicano rap by uh poncho mcfarland if you haven't i i seen it yeah i've seen some pages of it yeah, yeah like when like when he's writing he's writing from the perspective of dissecting this type of music chicano rap in a in, in a classroom you know what i mean he's writing for that type of people mm -hmm. you know what i mean but there hasn't you know been a style to write our people that are part of the you know what I mean? That they're inside the mixing bowl. You know, he writes for like outside. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. You know, it just depends. You know, but I like to call it barrio literature. Yeah. You, you know what? You know, I that's what I this, call that. There was this guy. I'm sorry, to cut you off. There was this guy. I know he had a book called Pretty Brown, and I, I forget his name, but he, he, okay. he used to promote it on brownpride.com. So I wanted to support him. So I went to like his website or wherever he was signing from, I forget what. And he wrote 
kind of like how the urban, you know, the urban literature you're talking about, right? Like that style, mm -hmm. like an urban tale about a boyfriend, a, a guy falling in love with a girl and her brother's the enemy, you know, some kind of like love story twist, kind of Romeo mm -hmm. and Juliet type of deal. And he had it like Chicano and then he had fantasy. But that's what he had. Oh, like, Chicano fantasy. fantasy. Like, he had a secondary thing, and I was like, Chicano, but the, but it's fantasy Chicano. So it's like a made-up tale, you know, like a, a you know, uh -huh. a, a over dramatic type of stuff, like a novella, you know, yeah. you know, like that type of thing, like how those urban books are. Because I read a few of those urban um, books where they they have a really different approach and style of writing than just reading the autobiography of Malcolm X or something like that. That you know, the way he yeah. depicts his people in more of a government social type mm -hmm. of aspect and way, you know, as opposed to the urban literature that's kind of going to the mind of a crazy character that's, you know, on the run for fucking looting motherfucking, what are those trucks that have cash in them and shit like that? You know, some crazy mm -hmm. urban fantasy, you know, like the Chicano fantasy, like over the top. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But Now, do you think it's a bad thing to give it a category? or I mean, because a lot of people have, have a hard time hearing that there is Chicano rap. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like that. So with that in mind, do you think it's a bad thing to categorize our type of writing? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it ha doesn't have to do with uh, categorizing. I think it has to do more with just, uh, uh, it has to do more with us supporting each other, I think. You know, in order mm. for our work to get out there, it's not about us categorizing ourselves to just uh, American literature instead of Chicano literature or whatever, you know, because we want to mm -hmm. touch the masses. Instead, you know, be with our Chicano literature and we should have more people on board pushing that, pushing it, pushing our mm -hmm. work, pushing our people, pushing our, you know, our prominent figures that we've had throughout our fucking life. You know, their stories that those important people that cannot be forgotten and are, and are not going to be recorded in the fucking books that America's teaching us, you know what I mean? That's that are teaching our people. You're not gonna hear about these people, you know? So it's up to us. So that's why it's like, I think it's, if we had more unity and support within our people, then it would get out. And then the people will see that what we're doing. You know what I mean? They'll see what we're doing. Like yeah. if they're both backing each other up. What's so interesting over there? Well, let's go, let's go see. Oh, well yeah. this or that, you know? Cause like I said, when I was going to school, I got my degree with, you know, I was the only, only Chicana in, the, in that damn, like, you know what I mean? They were all white and black. You had a few Asians and stuff like that. And the way they seen our world when I would write about it, they they were fascinated. You know, they were fascinated. But the way to reach them, you know, like you you know, there's got to be a way to reach those type of people over there. But I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I don't mind calling my stuff Chicano literature, but I, I would want it to be like subgenre you know i don't think there's nothing wrong with having subgenre um, you know overall it's literature yeah. you have it. like hip-hop overall it's hip-hop you got the subgenres everything's subgenre mm -hmm. you know when we're watching tv it's subgenre you know you got horror thriller suspense you're gonna have all these different taglines you know and i think sometimes artists mm -hmm. you know and this goes for writers rappers or whatever you know get so you know uh, uh drawn into like oh they put me as chicano i'm gonna be cast down no one's gonna want to see my shit you know I think they just need to have more faith in their self that it, you know, it could be done. You know what I mean? Just keep pushing it and have the support of your people. Yeah. And if we all support it, it could be done. You know, we don't have to, I don't know. I, you know, I really don't want to like be like negative and say the wrong thing, you know, cause you know, but we don't have to be so, cause I, I don't want to try to preach that we should be separated from people. 
You know what I mean? Because I, I still think we could be part of this melting pot, but have our own identity and mm. roots and love, you know, for where we come from. You know what I mean? But still mix yeah. with the people, you know, don't just completely cast out, put a fucking brown pride, fuck you, you know, no, nothing like that. You know, you're more, you know, you, you, you're <laughs> yeah, I get you, I get you. You know what I mean? But you're hip to what you are and you still stand up for your people. You know, yeah. there's a middle yeah. ground there and yeah. you gotta know how to do it. And a lot of people don't know how they come off very ignorant and then that's how you end up with a lot of our people behind bars because the way that's the system's true. running the way they come across and then you, they find themselves in trouble you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know you know it's more like an open-ended type of deal you know yeah, you know and you yeah. know it depends on everyone really everyone think you know everyone thinks different everyone has because they won't take on it you know what i mean so it's like really you can't really please everyone it's yeah. just uh you know what I mean? I guess if you feel it, you feel it, I guess I would say, right? If you yeah. feel it, you know, just go with it. If you're not on it, you know what I mean? But still, still, like you said, still, you know, you know, promote, promote us. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. You know, still be down for us because we're the ones, the main ones that are going to really give you the, you know what I mean? The love, you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know. In our, in, um, you know in, now, as for. In our people, we, like, we don't support our people you know i i, I see it all the time like when i go to I'm, I'm sorry to put my family on blast you know but when i go to my family parties they're not bumping little rob you know they're not bumping you know any of the latin rather misfit soda they're not bumping enemies they're bumping fucking mm. low dirt card you know or mm. nipsey hustle i love nipsey hustle you know nothing against that but they'll be or ice cube something like that you know and this has been going on in my family since like way back then i never really heard any kind of Chicano rap besides like on a Sunday afternoon, you know, like the anthems. Now nah, you motherfucker, don't go. I'm sorry, that's my cat. He wants to mess with me. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean. No, but I get you. You know what I mean. That that um, I've I've done that before when there's like when I'm around like homies or whatever, and I I play like some some old school. You know what I mean. Yeah. Some some Latin rap, some Spanish mm -hmm. fly or something like that. They're like, yo, why are you stuck in the past? Why are you stuck in the past? <laughs> and I'm like, mm -hmm. it's not about stuck in the past. It's about that. I'd rather hear what's going on in barrios and hear what's going on in, in, in these hoods like i don't relate i don't relate yeah. you know what i mean yeah like me i like i like i love i've been listening to the you know chicano rap since the jump you know like well there's all i think there's like a they're trying to figure out where it kind of originated for like the actual term chicano rap or like that you know what i mean mm -hmm. but i've been listening to it for a while and i never stopped you know what i mean i never stopped like in the 2000s came out but still you know try to find you know the good artists you got the cheesy ones in there but there is a few good ones you know and it just depends on your mood and you know i like a lot of different yeah. stuff, you know i like a lot of different stuff so i could go and listen to something like little rob i used to go back and forth from little rob to immortal technique you know and then throw on some tribe mm. and then, you know go back to you know baby <laughs> bash or something like that you know or just mix it up you know so I don't know. People are just, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just stuck in the oh, ways, yeah. you know, they don't, you know, they just, I think they just feel it's more like, I think it's just, I don't know how to explain it. I really don't know how to explain it, but I think my cash is going crazy back there. I think they're just like, they just stuck in the more of the street mentality, you know, our, our, our uh, people are very prideful, you know, they're very prideful people and they stick to their guns, you know, mm. literally too, you know what I mean? And it's hard to progress for them, you know what I mean? So whenever another one of our brown people come out, oh, where, where's he from? Where's she from? Hey, mm. you know, where's he from? Oh, well, what you talk, like they always want to validate, 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 you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
but that's just the way we're that's built. true that's just the way that's just the way we're built you know yeah so it's just i guess it depends on how, how we suppress it because i get those feelings too like when i go to somewhere else that i'm not used to it say that i go to somewhere you know what i mean another state that i have and uh i remember the way that i acted was like even though i was not in the area where i know shit wouldn't pop off like that i'll just be like why is that white guy looking at me like that oh, yeah. you know what i mean or why is that person looking at me like that I, i'm not comfortable like should i yeah. be a should I be alerted? Should I be, you know what I mean? So we have that in us, yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe it's because of, uh, you know, living the way we were living or yes. whatnot. But, you know, we carry that. We carry that kind of like a, a mechanism for protection type mm -hmm. thing. You know what I mean? That's what it is, you know? So, I mean, it, it, it could be a beautiful thing, you know? But at the same time, it's just yeah. whoever, I mean, if you're going to join this thing called Chicano rap, just kind of be careful how you're going to conduct yourself during it. You know what I mean? If you're going to be mm -hmm. flashing the cuetes and doing all this crazy shit, people are going to try to pull your card. Like, who are you? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But if oh, yeah. you could take the streets and do it in a way, like, remember I told you, instead of me being accountable for it, I'll make a character and rap in the third mm. person. If you're not really about that life, but you want to depict it because of what you've seen your primos go through and your uncle and blah, 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 whatever, you know, write in the third person. You could rap in the third person, man. Fucking storytelling's dope. That's storytelling. You know, you just boom. He woke up at this time in the morning. Ba 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 ba. You know, you got some, you know, uh, iced tea shit going on. You know what I mean? You know, got up and sits in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking jump in the fence from the hoodas. You know, you could do that instead of saying I did that shit. They're gonna be like, when? I didn't hear about you doing that shit. But if you say he, and you fucking do it, then hey, they'll be like, oh, he's telling a story about homies in the hood, I could, you know, you know, they're going to take it a different way. So it depends on how you want to conduct yourself, you know, how you want to do your wordplay, how you want to do, yeah. you know what I mean? If you tell people, hey, I'm a Chicano rapper, but I just like to fucking throw bars off the top of my head all and, and say all kinds of fucking awkward shit, like I'll take a salt to your ball <laughs> and your brains out at all and eat your baby mama, you know, some weird yeah. shit, they're going to know, okay, that fool, he does fiction rap. That fool's fictional. He, we ain't tripping on him. He's on some demon shit. Yeah. You know? So it all <laughs> depends. You know? But if you're like trying yeah, to yeah. rap in a way where you're throwing up a neighborhood and you're trying to act like stunting like you're this fucking little tough little cat, mm. you're going to get pressed on. And you deserve to because you're going to yeah. be, per you know, acting that fucking way. You know, you, you got to know how to conduct yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? That just shows that you probably have people that mm. fail you because. If you had real motherfuckers around you, they would let you know, hey, homie, you know, mm -hmm. watch yourself. You know what I mean? And be obvious. Yeah. And be obvious. Exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. these rappers got to know that, especially coming up from our people, you know, you got to know your people. Mm -hmm. And if you know your people why, you're going to mm -hmm. know not what to say. You're not, you're going to know how to conduct yourself on that mic. You know what I mean? Like the whole idea mm -hmm. of, you know, some guys that don't say nigga, the word, you know, on mm -hmm. record, you know, but they say it amongst their homies and what. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry for uh, yeah, you know what? You, you touched on something so you touched on something so so real right now because uh I've known a lot of cats that do that and their raps they're like nah I don't say the n-word in my raps but then you'll be hearing them talking to his to their homies and they're like and this and that I'm like what the fuck where'd you just say you don't use yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean you know That's crazy. so it's just how you conduct yourself you know what I mean? And if you yeah. come out, you know, some, some, I see some of these, you know, these little Chicano, Mexican rappers, where you want to call them. I mean, I see some of them skate through, you know, with their little music and stuff like that. And no one fucks with them. And then you have the other ones, they try to skate through and they try to,
pump this image and then you have motherfuckers checking them you know what i mean so it all depends on how you carry yourself on the mic you know you know let motherfuckers know you're not about that life i'm just a fucking rapper that likes to you know cut heads on the mic you know it's all on wax you know what i mean let people know you're just a fucking uh what's that called battle rapper you like to tear motherfuckers up you know what I mean? rapper, yeah you know what i mean so clarify you know what i mean or or right in the third you know what i mean like i know um i remember i got that song sick jackin does and he's talking about he's doing he's writing in the third and i remember he's like the dude represented sur and stuff like that i don't know if he said the uh -huh. word. i don't know song if you know what song i'm talking about but he rapped kind of like storytelling i remember fuck i don't remember yeah, what yeah. song it is but like that yeah, he, he's a dope storyteller you know yeah yeah he's a dope storyteller that shit's hard you know what i mean but you know yeah. you, you know you gotta know how to present yourself you know just like with your writing yeah. you're writing the same thing you know but writing i i think writing we get a little bit more freedom than rappers because when we write people already assume it's a book it's probably made believe it's fictional because most books and stuff like that you know are fictional or you know it's it's take you know a lot of people just have more leniency with books you know i mean just like with actors you know actors don't get really much in trouble yeah. robert De Niro ain't no one telling him are you really a mafia like why are you playing a mafia guy you know what mm. i mean but rappers on the <laughs> other hand they just can't get away with it you know especially the yeah. ones from the subgenre of Chicano rap or whatever rap you want to call it. You know, some people don't like that term, but. You know. Now to you, what is crossing the line? Like what would be crossing the line with you as for writing in a book? Like uh, naming, like we're talking about, say we're talking about a street novel, you know what I mean? Things happening in the barrio and you know, this cat has beef with this cat from this hood or whatever. Naming the actual hoods that exist is that crossing the line? I, I don't do that. Mine, I make them up. I make, I make, I make, make them up. I make them up. Yeah, I make them up. So, mm -hmm. and I have not had an opportunity to write about my family yet, like my personal family. So it would be up in the air if I wanted to disclose that information. If if I wanted to say write about my dad's story, it would be up to me. Talk to my dad about it. Hey, do you want to do? Should we let people know? You know, boom the real names and shit like that or what you know that would have to be something to debate with if that ever came if i ever went in that direction because I, I would like to write about my family and kind of about me but i think that would come after me getting some regular little poems out and shit like that so then people could actually okay. read about the artist you know like first get in touch with like my you know if i write about fantasy horror whatever i'm writing about poetry you know get to know my work and then once i get a good res uh, response from that then tell my story here i'm gonna tell you guys a story about you know my dad or my you know this family whatnot but it depends you know you know so okay. yeah yeah and that's for dialogue how do you work with dialogue because oh. a lot of people have trouble with dialogue i have trouble with dialogue like some people don't even put the little uh uh marks on it you know what i mean Quotation. um some people just straight straight out just say just say what they're talking about yeah. without even putting that they're you know quotations and all that like they don't even put that sometimes i guess it depends on style how do you see it um i do dialogue I, I i'm pretty well when i like when i do my see when i write if i'm doing something like a, a short story one like that was still a lot of short stories i would um i would uh write like write about the um the fuck i forgot what i was talking about um dialogue yeah i would write about the dialogue but i would act it out i would act it out like what i'm gonna mm. say okay 
all right, blah, 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 blah. Like I'll have like a script, like I'll make up a script. And actually I, cause I do voice change and I play with dolls and stuff like that, right? Okay. So I usually fucking voice change and I'll do a dialogue. Does this sound good? Yeah. Okay. So if I'm writing about my character, Calvin, I used to, I, when I was writing his story, I was acting out the dialogue, like actually going into fucking, you know, the character's thing and then writing, writing it out. And I would record them. I don't know if you record yourself. I'm, I'm not sure if you ever recorded yourself. I used to have this little recorder. You press the recording, you can record yourself. So what I would do, if I would get ready to to do like my, my when I would do with Calvin, when I would do his shit and he was talking to one of his cousins, shit like that, I would record myself, do the dialogue, ba 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 that, and just go into it and after play it back. I would play it back to myself and be like, I didn't like hearing my, because I hate hearing my own voice. You know what I mean? So I remember I would play it back and I'd be like, does that sound right? Does that sound right? Fuck, I don't know. I don't like the way that sounds because I wanted to get the tone just right. You know, I want to get the tone just right. And also, you know, like when I was in writing in school, they would teach us what dialogue you should put in and what you should leave out. Because if you're just kind of, mm. you know what I mean? Like you want to make sure that you, you're you not just having, hey, I'm going over here. Okay, yeah, okay, well, I'll walk with you. Okay, like you don't, you, you don't have to do that to dialogue. You could say, Nancy and Shane walked, ba 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 ba. Nancy's heart beat was racing knowing that she had to let Shane know that the baby wasn't fucking his. You know what I mean? So like you could do that and then save the important the dialogue for the important shit where you want the hey, you know, you're not the father to my baby, ba 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 and then you have the boom 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 bullshit. You know what I mean? So I remember our, our teachers would always teach us to put if you're gonna put dialogue, make make sure it's necessary dialogue. You know, if not you're just gonna have a, a playwright. You're gonna have a playwright of dialogue going back and forth, boom boom boom. You know stuff like that but if you want to write like you know a short story mm -hmm. make sure that your dialogue's always you know tight you know what i mean tight you just don't, yeah. you just don't want you just don't want a dialogue you don't want to highlight everything in dialogue you know yeah. you know i don't know but a lot of people do have problems with dialogue because i remember the teacher yeah. would mark off points and be like this is not this don't push the story forward or it doesn't like complement what's going on you know you could have save that space for something else more valuable you know so the readers could be more engaged and not just be like oh these two are just talking jibber jab you know shit that i could do at fucking starbucks with julia you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah you know uh would you recommend going to like you know workshops and things like that for people that want to sharpen their their skills highly recommend it i highly recommend it you know i I know there's a lot of like I'm talking to writers, like especially when I used to go on brownpride.com, you know, I would DM with a lot of, you know, writers and stuff like that. And a lot of them would say, I'm not gonna go to college. I wanna write the way I wanna write because you know, there is a style of writing. I forget the name of it, because I um I used to study um African literature. And there was a style of okay. writing in African literature where they talk with the whole y'all, like you know they're like y'all, they say all the uh dirty south word like you know from the south like, they, like yeah. they are lingual they're lingual you know the way they fucking talk and they write like that the style and i remember when we would be reading it yeah. it would be very difficult to read because they would keep it you know like that so it's the same way they hear it yeah yeah so you know yeah. but a lot of people you know it just depends dude that's something you know that i wanted to talk to you about too though Cause like I remember reading like you know uh, like Black Boy and all those yes, books that are that like of, 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 of its kind, and I remember thinking like, well, where's our books? I mean, they, they had like you know what I mean like the books like uh, what is that one uh, that they made into a movie uh, like not too long ago? 
uh, it's about a, a, a curandero. What is that? Ah, it's, it's so uh, it's so mentioned in the Latino community. Uh, I forgot. Uh, do you remember that 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 book that they would have us read uh, in school and stuff? Mm -mm. It's uh, about a curandero. A curandero. Uh, well, you know, books like that. They wouldn't really have books about our people in the streets. Yeah. People, how we grew up, and you know what I mean? Like, modern day our people. Yeah. Not like, you know, back in Mexico and how they used to be yeah. traditional and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that type of like, stuff. Like, what was our books for that? The, Not until, uh, what's his name? Uh, Luis Rodriguez came out with Always mm -hmm. Running, but that was more like towards gangs. That was more towards yeah, gangs, though. But like, how about, how about, you know what I mean? How we were raised, like, having to tr um, translate to our parents and things like that, you know what I mean? I never read that. Yeah. I never read that. I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, it could be out there. That's the ultimate. You know, but, yeah. you know, I haven't, I, I need to look more, up more stuff. Because I know that throughout the years, like, I had stopped kind of reading a certain, I, I stopped, I had moved away. Like, my style of what I would read would change, you know. And, of course, when I was in college, I didn't have time to read our books and stuff like that because I was reading Shakespeare and learning all the classics, the Victorian mm. age and shit like that. So, for a while, I had stopped reading. And, uh, just recently I was scrolling through the, the Google and I was like, I looked up like Chicana writers. I just put Chicana writers, you know, I just want to see what's out there. And there is a lot of stuff. And I'm like, wow, I never heard of this person. But see, you got to remember back then mm -hmm. when I, when I was first introduced to reading and stuff like that, we didn't really, we didn't have the internet in the late nineties. So, it, you know, mm -hmm. I would have to go to the community college if they had the book in the set, the little small section, you know, a section I'm talking about. Or if they were gone, they were always gone. Like this one's checked out. Oh, there's a waiting list for this one because they only have one copy. Yeah. You know, just dumb shit like that. So, you know, there's never yeah. really been, you know, a, a strong baseline, you know, of, of books yeah. for us, you know, available. None, you know. And even when, like, you know, when I went to, especially when I was going to college over there, there was nothing. It's like we did. I'm not lying, dude. The people over there, a lot of them don't even know we exist. They don't. They don't know we exist, dude. Like uh, I, when, I, like I told you, when when they read that uh, the the lowrider essay that I wrote, they were like, "Wow, this is trippy." Like one guy, the one that wanted me to publish it inside the thing, he was like, "This is so good. This is fascinating." So I went to YouTube and I was just like looking up the whole lifestyle. He's all the music and the girls and the this and the that. And I'm like, "Yeah, you know." He's like, "Wow." He's all. He's all, he's all, I never seen this. And like, he's all, he's all, I remember Boys in the Hood. He's all, and I remember he was telling me about like West Coast movies and shit like that. And I'm like, nah, it's, there's a world out there, you know, an authentic world, you know, that's ours. And it's, you know, it's like people don't even, you know, they're oblivious to it, basically, you know? Yeah. So it's a trip. Now, going back to that thing with, yeah, it is. Now, going back to that thing where you said that uh, some authors would actually write the way that they would speak. Now, how do you see that as for um, writing, writing in um, in our lingo with with within the books? Do, I mean, do you like that? I mean, I, would you, you like reading that? I like that? it. I, I don't mind it, you know, because I've read in like when I was on brownpie.com, I remember I would read people's stories and shit like that, and a lot will write like you know in our lingo, like mm. the the actual narrator will be writing in our lingo, mixed with the dialogue of the characters and shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I've read I. I
Alright, there we go. Hey, yo, my bad. Because no. this thing only gives you an hour to yeah, record. I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. And I used to spin that she would have to, and I would be fucking drunk <laughs> for everyone and shit. But yeah. uh, we're talking about our lingo, right? Okay, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I used to read it in both ways, and I I kind of like both. You know, it just depends on how the you know if the artist if the writer knows how to do it, then you know if they could write with because it's more trickier trying to do the 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 uh, narrator talking like us and then the dialogue like that you know because um, i i uh, kind of like um you know zoot suit you know what i mean like he narrates but he's talking like a you know he's talking like a zoot suit you know he's talking mm -hmm. but he's also telling the story you got the dialogue of how they are and then some people write where they're writing in proper english but then the dialogue turns to the whole then you get the lingo of the you know the person talking and whatnot you know, but uh, I remember when I would always when I would when I'd be writing in um, college, they would have us uh, italicize it. You know what I mean? The, um, the word, the as um, like if you put Heine or firme or use one of those words like you italicize it. You know what I mean? So then they can know that it's a word they can look up in like a glossary or whatnot. Because I remember they would make, they made me do like a glossary. You know what I mean? Like hey, can you do like a glossary mm -hmm. or something like that? So I had a separate sheet of paper with the glossary of all the fucking words that i was writing you know for the essay for them because a lot of those people they didn't know they, they didn't know, know what the f they were reading you know they just <laughs> you know what i mean and they're they like yeah. it you no know? they they and i know if that class received it well there's more out there that would receive it well you know too mm -hmm. so i think we have an interesting story and lifestyle and it needs to it needs love you know it needs love yeah. you know Hopefully one yeah. day, you know, hopefully we'll be able to see it in our generation. And if not, you know, all you could do is just kind of mold the children, you know, to, you know, realize, you know, who they are and, you know, their background and where they came from, their ancestors. And, you know, don't forget about, you know, you know, the issues and, you know, the joy and the, the love and the, the discomfort mm -hmm. or whatever that was going on, you know, with your people throughout the decades, you know, being in this yeah. country. You know, and always remember that, you know, don't let them get so complacent on what they see, what's going on right now. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. you know, let them be aware, hey, you know, this, this, that, and another, you know, whatever you decide to tell your child, you know, because everyone has their limitations on, you know, what they want to project to their children. So, oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, as a Latino, as a Chicano myself, I would like to see more stories of back when I didn't even ex exist yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. More stories on, on the movimiento, like actual stories, like mm -hmm. as in the point of view of a youngster in that era, in yeah. the point of view of of a, of, a, of a father, of a family within that era, within the era of the walkouts. Mm -hmm. We only have yeah. the walkouts, you know, the actual, you know, nonfiction story that we have, you know, documented. Yeah. But within, within storytelling, we don't have any of those stories that people can actually come up and even people that have spoken to the people that the youngsters that were there at the time you know being youngsters yeah. like get their point of view what, what was going through your through their mind what movement within the community where they're trying to start that maybe might have gone shut down you know what i mean yeah. alter realities you know this the, the possibilities are endless yeah. when we talk about going back in time and trying to bring it to a modern day people you know what i mean yeah yeah i think like with with that i mean the kid, the younger generation of writers, you know, they need to be in, you know, enticed some some way, mm -hmm. you know I mean? so they could go ahead and get those interviews with their abuelos that are still alive. You know what I mean? You got you need to, they, 
our grandparents, a lot of them are filled with a lot of stories, man. They got stories. I mean, just sit down with your grandma for one hour, you know, you know, grab your modelo, your Corona, whatever the fuck you want to sit down next to your grandpa and just be like, Hey, tell me about when you were a kid. How was school? What did you do when you get off school? And they're going to tell you a story. My grandpa, you know, he's always telling me stories and stuff like that. And I remember that shit. You know, I, I remember it, you know, and, and I have to, he's going to be turning 90 next month. So wow. I need to talk to him. You know, uh, you know, he was in the Korean War. You know what I mean? So he was around oh. that era. And he had his whole, his whole kind of like what he went through. You know what I mean? And he was, you know, he was in the military. He was a barber. He, he um, you know, he was in a, a trio. People play in the trio. So he has a lot of different experiences, especially from that era. So he's like a person that I need to talk to. I need to get a hold of. I need to record that shit. You know what I mean? Like remember yes. back in the day before we had like internet and all that, they would tell the stories and the life through through generations, yeah. tales. You know, they would do that and, and, mm -hmm. and that's how we would get it. You know, that's how it would move forward. You know, and then of course we started getting all this technology and shit like that. But now that we have this technology, it should be even more easier. You know, we should be able to take that time out and do that, you know, yeah, but yeah. it would take those young writers and it would have to take those young writers to maybe go to a workshop. You know, remember like I told you, yeah, there needs to be yeah. workshops out there because if those writers go to those workshops, they can meet a professor, an instructor or whatever that will let them know, hey, you guys have stories right, right in your damn household. You, you got stories right down the street from you. All your tias, your primos, those are all stories right there, man. Start talking to your people, mm -hmm. record them. You know, put a little thing and just chop it up, get into their head, you know, find out what was going on at that time. Because that's the only hard, close to hard evidence that we have of back then is their, mm -hmm. their stories. You know what I mean? Because yeah. once they're gone, who's going to tell their story? I can't fictionize it. You know, I, I can't. You know what I mean? I, I can't do that because I want to tell, I want to tell it the way it really was. You know, I'm not going to pull some shit really out of my ass like, oh, yeah, you know. We had a spaceship in 1959, but the government <laughs> took it away. You know what I mean? You know, some awkward yeah. bullshit like that. You know, yeah, I got to get those right facts because I, I need to be validated so I don't look like a fucking ass. You know what I mean? So we need to, those younger writers, you know, those younger writers that are in school right now are the ones to, to, that have the opportunity to grasp it. Take it now. Get, get it now. You know, while you're quarantined. Perfect fucking time. Mm -hmm. Write those stories yeah. down. Write those stories down. Write notes. Take notes. Even if you don't want to take the full story, take a little bit of notes and use it to develop a fiction one. But based off their yeah. experience, you know, to change it, you know, names and places if you want to be creative, you know, tap into your creative side. You know, maybe they're telling you a story of when they lived in fucking uh, Nebraska, but you just make it up that they were in Ohio instead, you know, just to change it up. Mm -hmm. you know? Just so it could get you to, you know, look up shit that was going on in Ohio and yeah. that and how the laws were and what was the popular. Cause you know, you go, you, know, you gotta remember different, you know, when we were live throughout this fucking United States, we all have different, different uh, um, experiences, you know? A, a, oh yeah. A Chicano that's living in San Francisco is gonna have a different experience with the world than like a motherfucker living in Chicago or one living mm -hmm. in New York, you know? Oh yeah. So it's gonna yeah. be different. It's all gonna be different. So you could tap into that, but you gotta, you know, just do your research, do your research, you know, use your family members, you know, look things up. Yeah. That's true.
No yeah. doubt, no doubt. Um, as for someone that may be, you know what I mean, inspired to write something, but, you know what I mean, can't stick with it, they need some inspiration, they need something to keep going, what would you suggest to that person? Um, I would say step away from it. If you're one of those writers that, because I had gotten to this where I would like um, make myself pull away. Because like I, I, sometimes I wouldn't get writer's block a lot, but I'll be writing, but I want to get more creative. So it's not like a writer's block because I can't write. It's a writer's block more where I want to say something fucking different or just twist mm -hmm. it, you know? So when I would think of like, nah, you know, I want to make this story different because the last story kind of had the same type of deal and I want to go in a different direction. This time. I don't want people to uh, think they know what the fuck I'm going to say on my next page, you know? So when I would mm -hmm. have those type of things, I would, I would pull away, me personally, and I started doing other shit. Because once you start doing other mm -hmm. stuff, you know, you're something clicks in here you know like you're watching tv and inspiration starts coming you may not even know it you could be watching a fucking deodorant commercial and the back of your head like, yeah fresh and clean you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> later on you know you're fucking going to the toilet and then you come back out like that and you're like oh that's what i want to put in my motherfucking my fucking story fresh mm. and clean pa, 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 pa. Mind that mm. cast fucking song and then it starts inciting <laughs> you know so you just kind of pull away and then whatever you're doing if you're the type of person that does a lot of different things like if you turn on the tv or you watch a lot of different stuff or maybe you read a lot of different shit or listen to a lot of different music your mind will come back into focus you come back to it you know mm. what I mean? that's what i could say you know don't beat yourself up and be in front of the fucking, because I remember I would sometimes be in front of the motherfucking computer. I'm like, ah, yeah, and then I'll just erase the whole fucking thing. I start <laughs> press that bitch all the way down. I'm like, why did I do that? And I'll be like trying to find a thing that I saved before. And I'm like, then I walk away like, man, I'm like, fuck. I gotta just, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna fucking finish my beer. I'll start again, again tomorrow. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's frustrating, you know, sometimes, especially when you want to like get more creative and you want to do different stuff, mm -hmm. because sometimes, writers tend to get in that same niche you know and, and they start sounding repetitive just like with rappers that same fucking club song that same like do something uh -huh. you know you know spark something else you know if you have to go back to the drawing board erase that shit and do you know do mm -hmm. something different you know what i mean but you can still be yourself you know just tap into other parts of you you know like i like diversity you know what i mean so that's why i listen to so many different artists and i read so many different books because it's hard to find one artist or one writer that's very diverse a lot are very one-dimensional you can kind of like okay if i read this dude's shit i'll probably know what the fuck he's gonna say on that next poem or this poem but then some it's like a cult thing like a cult following like you, i know this motherfucker's gonna talk about ripping heads off but i don't give a fuck because i just love that shit you know and then you read because of that you know so it just depends mm. on how how you feel see with me i'm always up in the air you know sometimes i want a mother sometimes i'll be critical like nah that motherfucker's always talking about that bullshit his hoe and this nah fuck that shit and then you know i hear this other motherfucker talking about fucking i don't know robbing doing beer runs and shit like that and it's like fuck every time he does a fucking story about a beer run it's a different fucking liquor store and he's trying a different fucking worker you know so it's like a different you know like you already know what he's gonna say but you just like fuck it it's just a cult thing like hell yeah you just you know what i mean that's why a lot of people like like horror core or shit like that like they know everything's gonna be about ripping fetuses out of fucking assholes or whatever the fuck they write about right it's sham and shit like that um like but, how many different ways can you say can you talk about the same thing though that's what i wonder you know what i mean yeah that's dope too yeah so i mean so that that's cool so it, it all depends it depends but a lot of people like you know um 
to stick with one writer. You know, that's all they mm. like. You know, they like this writer because this writer focuses on, you know, fucking uh, river streams and fucking butthole mm. hair or whatever the fuck they're into, you know? So yeah. that would be their writer. Like anytime I want to fucking know about river streams and butthole hairs, I'm going to this fool because that's my motherfucker. You know what I mean? So mm. that's why people have favorites, you know? And then there's people that need yeah. different, different people, you know, depending on their mood. Like me, I always need something different. You know, yeah. there's a few... But you know what, in the writer, like the only writer that, I mean, that's like diverse to me, wow, there's really none. I, I don't know. I haven't really dug too much in like our people's writing to see, you know, mm -hmm. kind of a lot of different styles. You usually stick in one lane, basically, you know. So mm -hmm. we, meet, we need more writers that are diverse, that are not scared yeah. to do different things, you know, because I think that mm -hmm. would make us more exciting. You know what I mean? So then people ain't like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't like reading Chicano literature because they're always talking about cornfields, you know, or they're always, <laughs> you know, they, they never have nothing else to say. They're always talking about homies, you know, like mm -hmm. people sometimes we get that stigma, you know, and, and people are like, ah, I don't want to, nah, you know, same thing with yeah. like Chicano rap. People think it's just one way yeah. when in reality, there's so many different mm -hmm. types of Chicano rappers, you know, that rap different ways and have different styles mm -hmm. or whatnot, you know? Yo, um, so I'm gonna wrap it up. My phone's okay. about to fucking die. My phone's been fucking up, but um, uh, you know, first of all, I want to thank you for you know for your services. Uh, you know, I know you you know you have a lot to talk about with that. You know, it's a lot that you learn out there, and uh, yeah, a, a lot that you will teach about when when you write it. You know what I mean about how it is life in the military for you know mm -hmm. for a woman. First of all, yes, and uh, I want to thank you for you know allowing me this time to interview you and uh, you know. Put some questions, you know, some some questions out there for you, and you know, some some of the nice answers you gave me with that, and uh, the conversation was dope. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just what what we as people need more, you know, to conversate yeah, about these things mm -hmm. and how we can learn about it and, and, and get better at it at our craft. You know what I mean? That's really what this platform is about. Just uh, talking yeah. about it, not only for myself as a writer to learn more different ways of how to you know incorporate these ideas into my writing, but for others that are in the same boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to thank That's you for it. that. All right, and thank you for for having me on. I was real surprised when you hit me up. I was like, an interview? What the fuck? I never, I never talked to anyone <laughs> ever. Like, I don't even show my face uh, online really. So this is all new to me. Okay. But um, I'm glad it was, you know, my first face to face was with you because I love writing, and especially I love writing about our people, and I love what you're doing with your hip hop podcast. You good fucking oh, thank you on there, man. Appreciate that. A lot of good artists. I wish shot them all out, but I'll take forever. But. I love what you're doing on both sides, man. The writing, the hip hop, that's all like, you know, my lane. And there's a lot of us out there that love this shit. And just there is. Of, there is. like that shit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just highlight them. Let's highlight them. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. You have a good night. All right. You appreciate too. it. All right. All right. Peace. Good night. And thank you, everyone. Night. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. All right, my people. Tune in out. Peace.